We Win presents the Winner's Circle Podcast. The Winner's Circle Podcast, a weekly women's empowerment podcast geared toward uplifting, encouraging, and inspiring women to live purpose-driven lives. We have healthy conversations to unpack our issues in a safe space and achieve both personal and professional breakthroughs. The conversations are different here at the Winner's Circle. We look forward to conversing with you. And I, we had a whole list of questions here, but I think we've kind of been talking through these questions, but I want to make sure we hit certain points and just kind of go back to certain points. Because one of the things like um, I know at least three or four people um, that I'm friends with, acquaintances or even family members that um, do have lupus. And so I kind of wanted to go back to that for just a moment because... Okay. Um, you shared your story and about how, again, your, your lupus was medically induced, um, but how you were able to kind of turn it around to make it dormant. So let's go back to that for a moment. Um, if you had like some quick bullet points that you could give, I know you're not a doctor. However, I believe that, you know, if you could share some of the things that you did to turn that situation around, that it would be very helpful um, to someone who may be out there with lupus um, trying to figure things out because we know that the medications cause all types of side effects and, you know, all of those things. So I'm, I'm a true believer that, you know, people don't like to do or talk about Eastern medicine. Sometimes it's kind of frowned upon, but I believe that more natural and holistic as much as we can be without being dependent on these pharmaceuticals is the better because the side effects alone is sometimes worse than the stuff that it's actually treating. And I just think that if we start going back to natural holistic wellness and things like that, that it would be better for our bodies. So just go ahead and share with us, you know, um, how you were able to turn that around. Okay. So yes. Um, because, um, I guess I didn't really, I kind of started researching it. And again, it's pretty much where something foreign has entered into your body. And so the body is attacking the healthy organs. And so you pretty much have a toxic buildup and you need to clear, clear and remove your body from toxins and just reset, start fresh. So the first thing that I did, I, I fasted. I, I didn't eat anything. I was just drinking water. And after I, um, I started, I stopped fasting, fasting and I was ready to eat. I slowly started introducing stuff. Like, of course, I was okay with the fruits and veggies. And at the time, because my, my kid's father and my entire family, they're really, really big meat eaters. So um, I started noticing, you know what, when I'm eating my fruits and veggies and nuts and this and that, I'm okay. But now when I start eating the meats, I have issues. And if you research it online, you actually see where they, they tell you to stay away from red meats. Um, they don't necessarily tell you to, to remove chicken. Um, some will suggest that you... Um, eat fish here and there for the omega-3 the fatty uh, fatty acids and stuff like that and so um but what I because I had reset my body I would it was easier for me to kind of know what affected me and what didn't I, I was just going off listening to my body and again um whenever I I eat meat 
I realized that I would have a really, really hard time digesting it. It was really painful and, and it just, it didn't, it didn't do well with me. And I would occasionally start back having like the, the itching and the burning. And so I would say, you know what? The meat, it's, it's just not for me. And so um, that's how I became a raw plant-based um, vegan. And I just did away with all of that. And so not only that, um, I do do um, a couple vitamins. I do take turmeric. Turmeric is um, good for inflammation. And so I, I either try to cook with it as much as I can. And then if I'm not able to cook with it some days, I will take um, the turmeric um, supplement. And um, I do do a lot of um, the garlic. Now that's weird because alfalfa and garlic was actually on the list of one of the things. From, but again, when you fast and as you learn to, um, learn your body and you know what doesn't go well with your body and what does, you know you can kind of go from there. So garlic is something that I'm really big on. Garlic, onions, um, and other different little herbs. And then of course meditating and not stressing is really big because if I the moment I start stressing, my hair and my nose—they're gonna let—they're gonna let me know that you know what, you—you got to stop that because the moment I start stressing, my hair starts getting really dry and my nails and everything starts shedding and breaking. And so, um, when you have lupus, it's all—it's pretty much just about resetting and learning and listening to your body. Mm-hmm. I promise you, every chance, every change that I make. When I started um, changing my diet, I stopped eating candy. I, I, I saw I, your post about I, that. <laughs> I, I stopped eating candy. And so lately I've been home with the kids and all the neighborhood kids and they all want the fruit snacks and stuff like that. When I tell you guys, as soon as something enters my body that it's not used to or I'm not supposed to have, my body shows it immediately. Mm. You know, I think that um, I'm lear- I'm learning that. Because like I mentioned to you, you know, with recently starting my health and wellness journey, I started noticing, like I said, remember I said, I looked in the mirror and I just didn't like what I saw. And part of that was inflammation. It was bloating. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt swollen all the time. And just to kind of share my story a little bit. So I uh, was diagnosed with uterine fibroids um, back when I was, I think, 28 or 29 years old. And it, it was just a routine examination that I went in for and she pressed in, you know, like my abdomen and I was like, ouch, that hurts. And she was like, uh, were you, have you ever been, um, you know, diagnosed with fibroids? And I said, no. And so she said, well, I want you to have an MRI or whatever. And so they determined at the time that I had probably three or four fibroids and um, at that time they weren't giving me any issues. They were probably about the size of a, a dime or maybe smaller. And she was like, well, um, you know, are you having, have you, have you been, you know, having any extra cramping or this and that? And I was like, actually, no. Um, because previously when I was in high school or growing up, I always had very, very painful and difficult menstrual cycles. Um, and so to the point where I couldn't go to school, um, I would, you know, the, the vomiting, the severe cramping. And we're talking about I'm 13, 14, 15 years old. And I was like literally bedridden the first two days of my cycle each month. And I went through this um, from the age of 13 until probably about 15. And then my uncle took me to the doctor 
and they said, oh, you have a hormone imbalance. And what did they do? They put me on birth control. So the birth control did stop, uh, you know, the, the bad cycles. And so I was on birth control from about 15 till about 18 years old. Um, and so after that, you know, I started having children. And then once I had my children, my cycles kind of balanced out. So I really didn't have issues with it. So now fast forward eight, nine years later, um, when I'm first diagnosed with the fibroids and she said, well, you're not having any issues and it's not really bothering you. So we're not going to bother them. Okay. <laughs> 10 years go by. So from 28 to about 38, um, they started getting progressively worse. My cycle started getting progressively worse. Um, the pain, the, the heavy bleeding and all of those things. And so it got to a point where it was really unbearable. Um, I would be bowled over in, in pain and, you know, I couldn't go to work and I had to be on FMLA. Like it was that bad. And so I can remember going for a visit, um, to a doctor and I will never forget this doctor's name. I'm not even going to say your name, <laughs> but I went to the doctor and she told me at the time, I think I was about 30, maybe 38, 39 years old. And she told me that my only options were to either do a full hysterectomy or to take birth control until I went into menopause. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, that's it. Like I said, you know, I'm not a candidate for UFE. I'm not a candidate. She said, no, she said, um, because of the way your fibroids are, because by that time they had multiplied. So I went from three little small pinholes to about five, six or seven. And they were probably some of them were the size of a golf ball. They were different sizes, but she okay. was like, your uterus is full of them essentially. And she was like, but they're, you're not a candidate for UFE because they're not large enough or whatever she told me, but she pretty much was trying to push me to do a hysterectomy or take this birth control. And so I had stopped taking birth control because I didn't like the, you know, just, the hormones and, and everything that came with it. I just didn't want to do birth control, but I decided to give it a shot. She said, oh, it's slow hormonal. It's going to help you. You're not going to gain weight. You're not going to have headaches. You're not going to have any of the, because all of the concerns that I was like, well, I'm a migraine sufferer. Oh, this is not going to give you headaches. Um, I said, is it going to make me gain weight? No, you're going to lose weight. Like she just really tried to sell me on this mm -hmm. birth control. And so I started taking the birth control and Leisha, when I tell you, I took, I probably stayed on it for about six or seven months. Um, cause she was like, well, get, give it time, you know, to work and blah, blah, blah. Within three months, I was, I had gained probably about 10 or 12 pounds. Um, I was not my, my, my cramping had went down. That was the one thing I didn't cramp as much, but the bleeding was out of this world. Um, my my um my emotions were all over the place i was in a state of depression all the time and i started recognizing that i was depressed i was like something's wrong with me i'm getting up and i'm crying every single day everything makes me upset i was like what is like i just i i'm not gonna say i felt like i wanted to die but i literally felt like i didn't know what i was here for like i didn't i didn't want to live Yes. And I just was like, what the heck is going on with me? Like, why do I feel like this? I just did not feel like myself. And so I started doing more and more research on this low hormonal dosage of birth control and started really looking at the side effects. And one of the side effects was depression and uh, suicidal thoughts and all. And I was like, oh, my God. So I said, you know what? This is not worth it. I'm not taking this. So I stopped taking 
the um, birth control. And so I probably suffered for about another year and a half before I was like, okay, I, I have to do something about this. And so I ended up being able to do UFE. Um, Dr. Lipman um, performed the procedure, and this was in October of last year, um, uterine fibroid embolization. And so I, because I was adamant that I did not want a hysterectomy, I was like, I'm not right. You know, I, I know a lot of people are in favor of that. And if that's for you, then that's cool. And mm-hmm. they were like, well, do you want to have more children? Absolutely not. Well, then why don't you, why you don't want to do the hysterectomy? Because it's mine and I want to keep it. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, and then there's, you know, even with the hysterectomy, I had did research on that. And it's a lot of side effects that come along with that too. Like your, your body is not the same once they take those things from you. Um, so I just was against that. I was like, you know, it would be different if it was like a life or death situation, then I would say, take it. But no, if there's another way. So I decided to do UFE, you know, people were skeptical about that. Well, you know, the fibroids can come back and they can grow and this, this and that. One of the things that my doctor told me was you need to go raw green, um, you know, plant-based diet. And I was like, Phew. Do you know how I love steak? Do you know how I love to eat meat? And you telling me I got to go play? It, I was like, absolutely not. Yes. Listen, <laughs> listen. So I was like, no, like I, I, I can't do, I'm not going to be able to do that. And she was like, well, listen, if you want um, for these fibroids to not grow back and to not come back aggressively, you're going to have to make some diet, some changes to your diet. You need to get out mm-hmm. white mm-hmm. sugar. You need to get out processed foods, which is like pretty much everything because yep. <laughs> everything and, is processed. And, and- <laughs> And so she was like, you need to eat, you know, more nuts and you need to eat, you know, lentils and beans and, you know, you can do fish and chicken, but stay away from the beef, stay away from fatty, that meat that has a lot of fat. And so all of this stuff, eat a lot of green vegetables and so on and so forth. So at first I was like, okay, so this was last year, mind you, um, cause I had the procedure in October and I was like, January, I'm going to start clean, fresh, I'm do this. And I just like, I struggled with it. I literally struggled with it. But to your point, and I know it took me a long time to get here. So I'm sorry about that. But I had to share the background story. <laughs> um, no, so what ended up happening is um, after I had the UFE, I've been feeling good, feeling great. But I just kind of started noticing things about my body I noticed that I again digestion you know I would eat things and I swear the moment that I ate something my stomach would blow up like I was four or five months pregnant Mm -hmm. um I noticed that you know I, I wasn't going to the bathroom regularly enough um I really didn't know what inflammation was but I started looking at myself and I was like why do I look so swollen why and I retained a lot of water all the time and I was like okay something is going on here so what I ended up doing was I said I don't I would even once I started like making the small changes to my diet I would eat a bowl of oatmeal and I would still feel bloated or I would eat a a a bowl of honey bunches of oats or a bowl of raisin bran and I would feel sick and I was like why am I still feeling so full and bloated when all I ate was oats or wheat or whatever you know I'm like I these supposed to be things that are good for me but yet I still don't feel right eating them um I started cutting back the dairy um and I just started noticing changes but it still wasn't um it still wasn't enough. So I said, you know what? I don't really know what I'm allergic to or what I'm not having a good tolerance level with. I'm cutting out everything. And so I literally did like a 10 day cleanse, a smoothie cleanse. 
And all I did was I made smoothies every day. And in my smoothies, I put spinach um, and fruit. So it might be pineapple, strawberries, bananas, whatever. But it was always a spinach based. And um, I, I put flax seeds chia seeds yes and Mm -hmm. i and i put those in my smoothies every day and i would have one meal in the evening i also started intermittent fasting so i would only eat between the hours of 12 and 8 o'clock um i wouldn't eat after 8 but i cut out dairy i cut out red meat i cut out processed foods i cut out everything only thing i would drink from 12 to about 6 or 7 o'clock were these smoothies in the morning i would have a cup of turmeric tea um, I would do detox teas and water. I cut out coffee. I, I literally cut out everything. And it was at that moment that I kind of started seeing the swelling go down, seeing the inflammation go down. For dinner, I might have a chicken breast or a piece of fish and some green vegetables. And if I did a starch, it would either be like a sweet potato or brown rice. Did this for about 10 days and I started to feel different. I was like, man, I feel so much lighter. Oh, and I also, I did a colonics. I had never done a colonics before, but I did a colonics to kind of just give me a jump start. And so I did all of that. And I started feeling better. And to your point, if I would try to eat something outside of that, like once I got, once the 10 days was over and I tried to, you know, incorporate beef here or it, it just, I felt the difference. So I was like, okay, so I now, I don't eat bread. I don't eat like wheat because I think that I might have gluten issues. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that I have a wheat allergy. I haven't been to an allergist to really get tested, but again, kind of just listening to my body um, and seeing that certain things that I eat just have an adverse effect on me. But when I just eat my smoothies and just eat again, chicken, fish, um, not baked or anything like that. So then I was like, okay, well, the water retention was still there. I said, well, why am I still retaining so much water? And one of the things that I looked up was sodium. They was like, if you have a high sodium diet, then it's going to, you know, make your body retain water. So I said, well, I don't really, I don't eat like white salt at all. Um, but I do cook with a lot of seasonings and a lot of spices. And so I recently changed my seasonings that I use in the home. So now I'm trying to see how that helps. Um, cause the seasonings that I bought, it was like from this company called flavor God and the sodium count is way lower than the regular seasonings that they sell in the grocery store. So I'm trying to see if that changes, you know, how much water I'm retaining as well. So, you know, like, like you said, it's all really about listening to your body and seeing what works with you and what doesn't. And I think the older that I'm getting, I can now really be in tune. And I don't know if that comes from the meditation part. I don't know where it comes from, but the older that I, that I am now, I, I can like really hear when my body is telling me something. Mm -hmm. So whereas when I was 20, 25 years old, I ate everything. Like I didn't, and you know, I wasn't really, I guess, conscious of my body saying, hey, this is not working for us or you shouldn't do this. But now I can eat something to be like, nope, I can't do that. Nope, can't have that because my body tells me this is not working for us. We need something that's going to be healthier, that's going to run through. I just started CMOS last week and I heard that there was like amazing benefits to CMOS. So now I've started putting CMOS in my smoothies. So I'm curious to see how it works. I feel already like it's giving me a little bit more energy and it's kind of helping with my digestive system. So we'll see. That's to be continued. I'll get back to you on that and let you know how it's working. Question for you. Did you ever see, because I know once I drastically changed my diet, 
I don't know if you saw the post on Facebook because uh, I saw I saw a lot of men sharing it about how a woman's cycle should be. And so I know once I changed my diet, there's always these discussions about how heavy it should be, how long it should last. Every month, I'm scared because once I change my diet, oh my goodness, my cycles, they are like little to non-existence. Well, I don't think that I've been in it that long yet. Um to notice a difference because it's only been like maybe two months so um yeah so i'm going to pay attention to that to see but i just think overall i just feel better like i just i feel lighter um i noticed that when i first started walking like my walks have gotten easier now like before i would be like struggling now it's like my my walks I I breeze through them. Now, here's where my challenge is. And maybe this is where you can help me because I hate weightlifting. I'm not even going to lie to you. I hate working out. There are two (laughs) things that I like doing. And so I've just been kind of focusing on that. And that's walking. Like I will walk anywhere from three to five miles a day. Um, And then I love cardio. So I love Zumba. I will Zumba, girl, I will dance for hours because I just love to dance. Um, so those things work for me and I feel like, um, it's, it doesn't feel like I'm working necessarily, but like weights, like I have some five pound weights in here and, you know, I do, I'll, I'll do some arms maybe two to three times a week just because I'm like, I don't want to have the, the chicken wing arms. I don't want the flabbiness underneath <laughs> when I get older. I want to make sure my sister was saying to me, she was like, you know, as we get older as woman, you know, we lose bone density and, and mass and things like that. So you want to make sure that you're doing weights. She was like, even if it's, you know, small pound weights a few times a week, you just want to make sure that you're still building muscle because you're not going to build your muscles. So I'm trying to do that. But when you were talking about like weightlifting and, and you know, all of that other stuff, I was like, girl, like, <laughs> but you know, I, what I, what I, what I will say is that one of the things that you mentioned was the more you do it, you know, the more confidence that you have as you're doing it. And I want to get there because like you said, when you first start out, like it's hard and your body is like, uh-uh. like in my mind, I saw myself running them three miles and my body was like, girl, you better, you better walk. You know what this is. And so, you know, but I walk real fast, you know what I'm saying? And so I understand that, you know, it, it has to be a gradual change and that you have to kind of, you know, take baby steps. That's my thing with my workout um, lifestyle changes. It's been baby steps. And so when I first started it, I was like trying to come in here and, you know, knock out, you know, a whole freaking workout. And, and when you, I think when you do that, you kind of set yourself up to fail. Mm-hmm. But it's more so about like setting those expect, you know, setting realistic goals and then pushing yourself past those goals. I definitely need a coach. I definitely need a trainer because I'd be like, okay, this hurts. I'm stopping now. <laughs> I'm done. And so I probably need that extra motivation to be like, nah, you can go with, let's give me two more. Give me three more. <laughs> and I've started doing it, you know, myself because I'm a life coach. So I'm like, I'm, I kind of coach myself, but I think even the greatest life coaches still need to have a coach, you know, to help them. So. Yes, definitely. Well, just to kind of start while you're doing your Zumba, do you like use your weights while you're doing it? Not them five pounds, no. Well, they, <laughs> they have either the one pound or the three pounds there because that's something that you enjoy doing. So just add weight to it. Yeah, I do have one pounds because I walk with the one pound sometimes. So I could incorporate the one pounds into the Zumba. 
So yeah, I think that's a great start. But you are doing really good. I saw that high jump you did the other day. I was like, oh. <laughs> I think I, I think I, I had a flashback to my days as a cheerleader and I had to do that jump at least like 10 times in order to get it to get you know the right shot on it and everybody my husband was like did you really do that and I was like uh yeah and he's like I'm just saying because you know people could alter I said I, I didn't alter the picture that's really me I am really up that high and my other my assistant Lord she was like girl she was like you must got some good knees I said girl my <laughs> knee my knees is probably killing me the next day but yeah I said they they, they still work for right now so well, no good <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. This journey is not an easy one, but I understand, again, like health is wealth. And I can't be out here promoting to, you know, my clients and my winners and my listeners and telling everyone to, you know, mind, body, spirit. And my mind might be right and my spirit might be right. But if my body is messed up, then again, that's not balanced. So, you know, just really trying to practice what I preach and be an example. And I know people probably get tired of me like oversharing because now every time I do a run, I post it or every time I exercise or I'm posting my healthy food because I really think that you know again sharing is caring and there's someone out there that's considering making that lifestyle change and thinking that it's not possible so when we share you know that's what I really believe that's the purpose of social media and that's what it should be for like not for the drama the negativity and all of that stuff but really just sharing positive stories to again uplift encourage and inspire other people so that's what I get from your page <laughs> I listen I get the same thing from your page too I look forward to seeing your morning runs <laughs> yep I'll be like let me post let me post and I'm like I don't care who don't like it if you don't like it delete me unfollow me whatever but it's helping somebody so I'm gonna keep doing it Yes, so we keep doing it and that's that's what I'm working on now because even sometimes I still have those uncomfortable moments and you know what my slogan right now is do it and keep doing it until you feel confident that's <laughs> so, it <laughs> so you know like you said you got to keep posting it keep running keep doing your Zumba and everything like that and that's what I'm over here doing too I got to keep doing it even if it may annoy other people I don't care I'm going to keep doing it that's it. I am with you on that. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to um, just kind of ask you one more question. And then, of course, I'll let you share just whatever, um, you know, wh whatever you have going on that you would like for our winners to know. Um, but I guess the last and maybe it'll be a two part question. So I'll say, um, why was it important for you to introduce entrepreneurship to your children at such an early age? And what advice would you give to parents right now with young children, especially with, you know, everything that's happening right now with the COVID and just all of that stuff. So two part question, entrepreneurship and advice to parents. Okay. So entrepreneurship with my children was very important just simply because my mom, um, when I think back to when I was a kid had, we, I guess pretty much because it's very common now for a lot of parents to teach their children entrepreneurship and owning businesses and stuff like that. So I think that um, in the time when I was small, had it been how it is now, uh, my mom probably would have done the same for me. Because looking back when I was about maybe 12 years old, had my mom had the knowledge that we now have now. She, um, I would have had a business already going. When I was 12 years old, I was, I was babysitting. I was braiding hair. Like I was doing so many things that could have set me up for success. Um, 
just off the rip. Like my mom, as far as having a bank account and everything like that, like I, she did that. She, she took me to the bank, opened up my first bank account. And from babysitting, doing hair, I got my first job at 15. I was saving, like I knew how to balance a checkbook and all of that. I bought my very own first car at 15 years old. I had a car sitting in my driveway and I, I paid for it cash. Wow. And yeah, I did. My mom, she was, she was very, because my mom was a single parent. And so I seen my mom making money multiple ways. And my grandmother too, my grandmother was a single mother. So I saw my, my grandmother with her, with her cleaning business, she was cleaning houses. My mom, she was also babysitting. My mom was um, teaching. She was doing a number of things to bring in money. And so just seeing my mother and my grandmother work the way that they worked, it was in me to work like, and so at a young age, but for whatever reason, she didn't, like she, she taught me the skills, but as far as making it official, she didn't show me how to do that part. And so now that I have my kids, the same exact skills that my mom is teaching me, I wanted to show my kids and I wanted to go ahead and show them how to make it official. Official, Like my kids, they do have an LLC. They, they do have a bank and we are working on balancing and um, counting and all of that. So we're still working on that. They haven't quite mastered it, but I just wanted to pass down what my mom taught me and my brothers, because me and all my brothers, it took the COVID to push us to go ahead and make it official. But me and all my brothers are now all business owners. And so, and so now I'm just wanting to show my kids that there, there is, that there's options. It's okay to work for a company, but along with working for that on the out, you know, when you're at home, go ahead and invest in yourself that, and make it something that you're passionate about, that you love doing so that while you're doing it, it's not even really work, you know, it's, it's an, an enjoyment for you. And so working out, um, adopting healthy habits, teaching cooking and stuff like that. That's something that I've grown to love and I'm very passionate about it. When I work out, in fact, me and my grandmother fuss all the time because she's like, you don't got to exercise that much. And I'm like, what? <laughs> no, seriously. I'm like, what? I'm just walking to the mailbox. <laughs> she's like, but you didn't have to walk. She's like, I'm telling you. <laughs> wow. My grandma, but I love looking for ways to get my exercise in when she's out with me. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna go take the stairs. And she's like, I'm telling you, you don't need that much. But I'm like, grandma, I love doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, I just, I wanna just teach my kids that there, there are other options. There's absolutely nothing wrong with working for someone. And because entrepreneurship, I get it. I've met people and they're just like, it's not for me. So I totally get it. Of because course. You, you do have to work a whole lot harder. There, There's really no clocking out. You have to learn to set boundaries, yes. but um, there really, there is no clocking out. And so I get that it's not a, for everyone, but, you know, just show them that there's a, there's that option. And so if uh, my advice to other parents, if your children, if you see that they have a talent or a gift and it's something that they're good at, go ahead and help them master that, you know, so that they can turn that into something that could become profitable where they're able to bring in money from it or you know just um because even as far as um my, my five-year-old he sat and saw me working with with his older brother so he was like mom I want my own business I want I want to do something and so my my, my five-year-old he's 
he I don't he's he's I, you know how you have some kids that are just naturally into books and reading and writing my five-year-old that's not him he's into his looks he's into sports and so he's kind of like mom I want to have a jury line and so again you know I haven't quite figured out how I'm going to make that happen but he's wanting to have his little business just seeing me with my business and his brother with his business He's like, Mom, I want, I want that. Yeah, I want it. I want, I want in on this too, Mom. <laughs> yes, and so you know, it's just, it's just all about giving your kids options. That's that's the big thing. Showing them there's options and exposing them to as much as you can. Show them like everything that you know now that you wish that your parents would have showed you when you were little. Show them. Well, I just want to say, Leisha, thank you so much. I know that I have taken like two or three hours out of your time today, <laughs> um, but it has truly been a joy, a pleasure, um, and an honor just speaking with you. I find you to be very inspiring. Um, I find you to be very empowering. Um, I think that you are definitely providing an awesome service um, to our community um, and just to women in general. Um, and I just want to say thank you for that. Um, you are awesome. You are amazing. And I know you talked about that confidence and self-esteem and stuff. And so, um, if you don't know, I'm going to tell you that you are amazing. <laughs> um, so just keep doing what you're doing, man. Cause you are inspiring, um, in so many ways, like, oh my God, you're doing everything. Um, the way you're working with your children and you know the way you're you know sharing your fitness journey and just everything like you just have so much to you know to to share with the world and so keep keep doing what you're doing um thank you for being here today um i would like for you to take a moment to um do two things for me first um i would like for you to share just a, a empowerment an empowerment oh god i'm getting tongue twisted today a message of empowerment to our listeners, um, just in a few words. Um, and then let us know how they can follow you, find you, contact you, um, book you, um, maybe use you as their coach or trainer or what have you, but just share, you know, share all of your information so that our winners can, um, you know, contact you. Okay. Yes. Well, I want to thank you for um, having me. I really enjoyed speaking with you today. And um, I guess a, a message of empowerment, um, again, for me right now, it's just doing it and doing it again and over and over until I can do it confidently. And um, again, when you're confident and when you're doing things to work on yourself, you are less likely to find yourselves in, um, I guess, putting up with things that you you wouldn't put up with um so i just i want everyone to work on um working on those things that they are not necessarily confident um with right now and it it's different things you know for me it was just not being confident in in my body and so it, it made me shy away from a lot of things and so um that and then um you can find me on um facebook I do have a fancy free lifestyle um, business page that I just started. Now my everyday active where you see me with my children and posting, it's Alicia for short. And my children are also on Facebook and YouTube. 
at the homeschooled with eb on the end the homeschooled kids and then my instagram is fitmama underscore alicia fit mama i like it (laughs) (laughs) all right and do you have any special projects or anything's happening that you would like to share at the moment um yes right now i am with my children we are working on our second book it's about raising pet chickens so we're um, hoping to have that together within the next um, i guess published and ready um in the next couple months so look forward, uh, we look forward to sharing that with everyone. And then I am working on my website for my official business. It's um, gonna, uh, you can find me at um, thefancyfreelifestyle.com. And on there, I am going to post videos, recipes, um, workouts that you can do by yourself, workouts that you can also do with your children. Oh, wow. I, I know. I'm really, really excited. And then I'm also still in the works, but I, I'm going to have different programs available for purchase, whether it's meal prepping plans or um, just fitness workout plans. I am looking forward to having a lot to um, offer on my website soon. Good. And it's going yep, gonna to be at thefancyfreelifestyle.com. Good stuff. Good stuff. And one last question for you. Um, how can they get a hold of your son's book? And what's the title of it? The title of his book, it is available on Amazon. It's titled Helping in Big Mama's Garden. Again, that's Helping in Big Mama's Garden. It's available now. I'm not sure if all the stores are open with the COVID but um, it's available at the Apex Museum. It's available at Stonecrest Mall. At um, there was music, Moods Music. It's available there. Um, if they're open during the COVID, I'm not sure because I literally have not been going out during the COVID. Gotcha. But it is if you are social distancing and you're staying home. It's available on Amazon at um, Helping in Big Mama's Garden. All right. Well, listeners, um, you were in for a treat today. Um, I know that this podcast today um, has blessed you because I know that it has blessed me. Um, Leisha has come in today and she has done what we win strives to do, which is to uplift, encourage and inspire. I would like to thank all of you for listening today because here at the Winner's Circle, the conversations are different. Have an amazing day. And Lisa, Lisha, thank you so much again for being here with us. Thank you for having me. Have an awesome day. You too. Bye-bye.